welcome back to At the Devil's Ball, where we talk about horror and genre film in a positive, constructive manner. I'm Samuel Numine, and with me as always is my co-host and founder of The Feast, Nathaniel Johnson. How are you doing today? Uh, doing okay. Uh, could yeah. be better if the uh, country's on fire. But yeah, we're, uh, let's, yeah. Let's, let's, let's start off with that, because sure. I know there's some things we want to plug in as far as ways to help. Sure, and, sure. Uh, and then we'll so do just some rip, banter. Yeah, yeah, we'll rip the band-aid off and just say Roe versus Wade. Let's get yeah. damn. Yeah. And then yeah. everything else this And then everything right. else. Yeah. Right. And then everything else. Yeah. Miranda rights and right. uh, and EPA uh regulations. Yeah. yeah. I'm uh, still in shock about this whole thing. I mean, yeah. it's it hasn't really yeah. sunk in. And I am a man. I am not a woman, so it doesn't really affect me specifically directly. And I'm yeah. in shock. So I can't imagine how women are feeling right now well yeah and we're both we're both men of of a, of a certain age who are in long-term relationships and so we don't have right. to worry about unwanted pregnancies so much right. um but um but yeah i mean like it does affect men it yeah. really does and uh, you know and it's uh and and uh it's one of the things i wanted to point out when we we, we do this plug here is that also these um these clinics that are going to get kind of attacked by these by this uh these draconian laws and uh, and repeals are also offering other stuff than just abortion like you right. know it's not just abortion it's it's no it's reproductive it's, health in general reproductive health is gender affirming care is under attack mm -hmm. um you know there's going to be uh there's going to be a lot of stuff that you know uh birth control is is up for yeah. is up on the chopping block as well and it's going to be like you know and uh, right to privacy. They want to start being like, you know, you can be arrested for what you do in your bedroom. Right. And guys, men, if you are into anything even remotely weird, that Pinky, isn't right. that isn't that isn't uh, a missionary position. Right. You know, uh, sodomy. Yeah. Going back to those laws would be. Yeah, they're talking insane. about insane. Yeah. Yeah. If you like butt stuff. Right. Get it in while you can because they're going after it. But yeah, I mean, like that's the that's where we're headed and so it always starts with uh this type of thing it always starts right. with uh don't say gay which we've talked about on the show it always starts with trans it always starts with women um uh and also you know pregnancy care prenatal care uh, uh it greatly affects the uh the black and hispanic communities mm -hmm. um because it, that's the thing is these the you know the mitch mcconnell's of the world they can their mistress can still get an abortion Right. Okay. It's not that's, never, that's not going to affect him. Um, and we know, I mean, Mitch McConnell's had some, I mean, I guarantee that, that evil son of a bitch has, but anyway, right. I don't want to get off on a speech, but um, if you want to do something, uh, you can donate money to, uh, there is the uh, abortionfunds.org is a website you can go to. They're actually on Twitter as well as at abortion funds. You can go there and uh, they give you a complete list of, um, I don't know if it's a complete list, but a pretty comprehensive list of every uh, clinic in uh, local areas uh, right. in many states, especially states that are under attack, which uh, you and I both live in. Um, and uh, they are unless you're basically basically you do live in one unless you're living on both coasts. Right. Um, yeah, but, if you're in like, uh, California or New York, you're, you're probably okay. Yeah, you're otherwise. in Maine's okay where I yeah. came from. Yeah, like, you know, yeah, the, the, the New but England But who knows? Area. 
who knows yeah. how long that can even be because you know they had that nut job uh, Lepage or whatever in there. Oh party. yeah, and he, so. he's he's running for he's running for re-election. He's, oh, running, for, he's running for the governorship again in, uh, in oh, November. Is, is he still governor now? Or? He is not. No, mm. no, he okay, left because I stopped hearing about him for a while. So I assumed he, he got he, he had his, his his term here. his term ended. He had he had his term limit, but he can. But the way I think the laws work, that he can actually run for run again, run again. Just because um, he can't do more than X executive. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I got so you. he can run again. So he's running again. Um, uh, and hopefully uh, Janet Mills will beat him. Um, but um, but yeah, supposedly he's running again. Collins is, of course, going to run for re-election in Maine, too. Uh, and she needs to be gotten rid of. Oh, yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, so abortionfunds.org. Also, uh, our friends... Um, uh, Jamie Alvey and Emily Fabrizio, who were on with a couple of weeks ago doing Oculus, they've been on the show mm-hmm. a few times, are uh, selling uh, uh, T-shirts, custom-made T-shirts through their uh, Love and Horror Spreadshop uh, thing. I've never heard of Spreadshop here, so bear with never me while I'm hesitant to. But it's uh, love-and-horror.myspreadshop.com. They're selling custom T-shirts. Uh the their t-shirts for i want to say yes black christmas uh 2018 and 1978 uh are going towards the kentucky health justice network which is a grassroots organization which helps secure abortions and gender affirming care uh so they're donating all of their proceeds uh for the black christmas t-shirts and um the ones based on what was the other one i'm, I'm just looking at my notes here Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, oh, uh, Lee Winnell's uh, Invisible Man. Ah. They have some T-shirts for that too. So, if you want to get a cool T-shirt, you can uh, you can go to that website, or you can contact uh, or follow Jamie and Emily on Twitter, uh, Jamie A. Wrights, or at Looking for Ferns, uh, and they'll be happy to help you out if you want to get a T-shirt out of the deal. Uh, which sometimes helps if you are, you know, want to give a donation, but feel weird about directly donating something you can go buy a t-shirt um and of course uh also uh jamie did mention also that dread central's um one of dread central's main writers is also doing a uh uh, mary beth at dread central is also doing Mm -hmm. a shirt fundraiser uh uh, bonfire.com horror dash is dash political dash four dash abortion dash rights dash one um yeah maybe just go to um, dread central at dread right. central uh yeah. that yeah rather than follow that url because that's a lot of url <laughs> yeah um but they but they're selling uh horrors political t-shirts they say horrors political mm-hmm. and uh the funding the funds are going to um uh to at abortion funds the the abortion right. network uh so that's that yeah. uh if you want to um, help out you can do that yeah, and I, once again, I'd like to remind everybody that um, voting is important. Um, yes. Make sure you're make sure you're registered. Make yeah. sure you're voting. Um, you know, a, a free way to get involved is to uh, contact your local, your state, and your federal representatives and yep. senators. Um, you know, you go on the web, look them up. You know, you, you can call, you can write, you can fax. Most pretty much anybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so just, you know, put the pressure there and let them know that, you know, if if especially if it's a, like a Democrat, you know, let them know that if they're not, you know, standing up for this, that they're going to get primaried and they're going to yeah. have, a, have a battle. They might. They like your primary. Yeah. yeah. 
uh, it's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, it's happening in both parties um, that there are primaries for. But but definitely don't forget to to do your state representatives because that's yeah. where this is going to come down to first, probably before it hits the federal. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's. Yeah. I guess with that, I guess with that, we'll uh, we'll go into the movie. <laughs> Yeah, well, we wanted to. A, we what we were segue. We were talking. Well, we were talking a little bit before we started recording about um, another public service announcement, which is stop right. posting spoilers. Yes, please. Stranger Things just hit last night as the point of this recording, and we're already both aware of not a Things specific event, not a specific event, like who is affected, but we know something happens, and we were kind of like, uh, and now we both were in agreement that we're not really big on, we don't really care that much about spoilers about anything, but it's rude. It's really rude to do. So please stop doing that. Um, You know, it's, it's uh, especially since I was, I was up, I was working and uh, you know, Netflix posted like the episode is live now. It's like, you know, it had just that Netflix crashed, you know, (laughs) but I mean, before the episode, before you could even finish it, uh, in the time you would be able to finish it, like there were there were Twitter accounts like posting these vague spoilers, um, right. and I was like, people don't even have time to even like sit down to watch this thing yet. And no, I see all I these mean, other posts of people being like, I'm going to have to avoid. I can't get to. I my, I myself am not going to get to it for a couple of days because I promised Lori we'd watch it right. um, on uh, Sunday, which is uh, two days from now uh, of the day it was recording and. Um, right. And uh, yeah, and it was like uh, people were saying, I'm going to have to avoid Twitter. The internet, yeah. Yeah, uh, and I'm like, you shouldn't have to. People should not have to avoid social media. I mean, I'm not really even on Twitter. And, yeah. you know, I, I still ran into, you know, spoilers from yeah. like, you know, I, I, I wanted to say it was the AV Club, but I don't remember for sure. Um, but it was like, you know, an article from like yeah. a reputable media site that, that contained it had a spoiler warning and I read it anyway. So it's maybe yeah. it's down on me, but it's still, you know, spoiled something that was like, you know, 45 minutes old. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, traditionally, it's just silly. traditionally those sites usually do drop um, their review at the time right. of, uh, at the time of the drop of the show. Yeah. Uh, but usually those are supposed to not have spoilers in them. They're supposed to right. just be big reviews. Um but, but yeah, anyway, don't at don't at me if it wasn't the AV Club because I don't remember who it was I read it off of. But uh, yeah, I only read a few different movie sites because most of them are like you know, comicbooknews.com or, or uh, starwarsfanshit.org. You know, yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they there just are... post anything and everything, and and half of it isn't even true. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like you know, I was able to for years point out to people that the. Uh, the Hocus Pocus sequel that you saw on Facebook wasn't actually happening until until this year when it says now it finally was. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, I remember, uh, you know, uh, comic book resources keeps getting kind of retweeted because they keep having dumb articles. And I'm like, right. I'm like, people are still paying attention to comic book resources. Like, <laughs> right. I stopped. I so stopped. Like ate it cool news. Or what's, what's yeah. I was like, I read, I remember reading an article from comic book resources like, five years ago and i was like i'm not reading this site ever again and like they had a whole article on like the conspiracy theory about um at the time uh marvel was was trying to kill the x-men and fantastic four because 
fox oh, have the that. movie rights to that. them right and it was the dumbest fucking thing i'd ever read right. uh because it was actually suggesting that marvel uh was going to cancel comic books to try and hurt the movies which i which as someone in the comic uh, comment section actually mentioned that's like try to stop a freight train by throwing a pebble at it right. like the the level in which films happen versus comic books like canceling fantastic four isn't going to affect josh trank's fantastic four movie yeah josh trank did that well enough himself it's like it's like canceling but, a pickup truck to cancel a train you know it just doesn't make any yeah. sense it's it's yeah. a non sequitur. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Com- the 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 amount of money comic books makes versus the uh, the comic book industry versus the film industry is right nothing, nothing, nothing. Um, so yeah, it was really dumb, and it they had this whole idea that like you know some Disney executive would like come in and start punching people if they mentioned they liked uh, <laughs> like Wolverine or something. It was right. it was ridiculous. Um, uh, with the only credible source being uh, Chris Claremont who. Right. Uh, was quickly proven wrong, like like six months later when uh, Marvel's Golden Boy, uh, Claremont had claimed, I don't want to get into this, but no. Claremont had claimed, uh, had said that um, uh, there was an embargo uh, on creating new mutants uh, in Marvel at the time mm-hmm. because Fox would immediately have the rights to them. So they were told we can't create any new characters. Right. Uh, however, then like six months later, Brian Michael Bendis, the Golden Boy of Marvel, was like, I'm going to create like 16 of them. Right. Uh, and he did, and like they were like, well, okay. Um, See, I would I have had a that... ban on creating new mutants because there's already like 400 million of them, you know. Yeah, yeah. At this yeah. point, they're almost out outnumbering the humans. Yeah. Well, I mean, apparently, if you read <laughs> the current, you current read the current X Men stuff, that's apparently like a plot point. But yeah, oh, I mean, okay. like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I barely read it, but I know right. that they're like, uh, they live on a sci-fi island now where they they have. Right cloning tanks and can just kind of oh, resurrect wow. anybody who dies and like it's it's really weird apparently that's why they're going to fight the eternals because the eternals are like you're supposed to be able to die dicks and they, right. they are now angry about it i don't know. Uh, i haven't read comics in years um Fair. but um not new ones i keep reading the old ones that i liked yeah like an old man right yeah uh, well honestly i think that's it's uh it's again i don't we've already wasted too much time on this but uh we've talked about this before about like you know uh in in regards to horror but we've talked about the idea of um maybe maybe if you don't like new horror movies then maybe don't watch them they, maybe they're not for you anymore right um and that's how i kind of feel about comics when i started noticing like trends in in marvel comics in particular being like uh, a little bit sillier, a little bit goofier and being like, this is for younger people Yeah, that maybe this isn't for me anymore. And that's okay. Like what really uh, broke me, I think was just the, uh, all the big crossover events and all the rebootings. Like yeah. it's DC more so than, than Marvel has as the thing where they reboot every four and a half minutes, yeah. but it's like, how, how invested should I get into this version of Batman or, Roughly ten years. Or anybody? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they um, they might be doing another one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the um, although hopefully they're not rebooting. I hopefully it's just going to be a, a more metaphorical reboot. But yeah. Um, but yeah, they do tend to do that. But but anyway, um, they actually the we we should have mentioned at the beginning the reason why we even mentioned the um, Roe v. Wade thing was because this is technically our Fourth of July episode. Yes. Even oh, though it's going to be the best Fourth of July ever, everybody's really feeling it. Right? Uh, uh, yeah, one. it's it's canceled. Yeah. So, yep. but um, but uh, Sam, the, uh, this is Sam's month. We we alternate on uh, who picks what movie and uh, right. movies 
uh, month to month. This is Sam's month. Uh, and he said, well, uh, we'll do Return of the Living Dead for uh, Fourth, Fourth of July. July because that takes place on Fourth of July. So I move that we just kind of say uh, it's now Return of the Living Dead Day. Right. Uh, and not Independence Day because we don't have Independence anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Two, four, five trioxid day or something, you know. Technically, we're still independent from Britain, but um, right. although they can come take us back anytime now. Although they suck yeah, they too. got. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say they're, yeah. but they still have the, the medical care that's better yeah. than ours. Can so. Sweden can Sweden conquer us? Like maybe. You know, you know. Know. Uh, what's uh, Canada? What's, what's Greenland doing? Right. Um, you know. Um, but uh, uh, or even Canada. Oh shit, Canada, come on down. Yeah. Although they've got they've got their Trump. They've got too. their Trump. Yeah. Yeah. There's they've got their their head of the conservative. Well, party that's running. that's the other thing. It's it's that this cancer of you know right-wing radicalism is spreading worldwide so mm -hmm. it's you know yeah we yeah we anyways yeah. return of the living dead <laughs> anyways return of the living dead yeah, yeah this is uh one of my favorite uh 80s uh schlock films um i don't know it's one of my favorite uh zombie films because it's just so goddamn energetic mm -hmm. um almost to the film's detriment at some point but we'll get into that um so yeah do you want to do the vital stats and we'll just hop on I, I do um uh so the film was written and directed by dan o'bannon uh you probably have heard that name uh he was the uh original screenwriter on alien um that film that script was quickly rewritten but um right. but he was the original uh, screenwriter on that uh he also did would go on to write stuff for toby hooper uh he had gotten started writing for john carpenter um writing uh, dark star uh, the very odd uh, student film, uh, sci-fi film that John Carpenter made. Um, but uh, our principal cast here is we've got Clue Gulliger, um, the uh, the great uh, 70s character actor. I, I don't know how great he is, but uh, but yeah, you've, you've seen him. I guarantee that. Uh, then we have James Cameron, uh, Don Kalfa, Tom Matthews, Beverly Randolph, John Philbin, Jewel Shepard, Miguel Nunez, uh, who I'm a particularly big fan of from uh, Friday the 13th Part 5, which I'm sure we'll, yeah. we'll reference a couple times as the memorable character Demon. Uh, in this movie, he's called Spider. So uh, Spider and Demon, Demon Spider or Pennywise. Um, and then we've got Brian Speck, uh, Brian Peck, rather. Apologize for that. Uh, Linnea Quigley taking off her top um as the memorable trash and mark venturini as i think what might be my favorite character in the whole movie suicide uh <laughs> so that is our uh our main cast the basic premise of uh night of the living dead was real uh and then but uh the movie wasn't was a fictionalized account of what actually occurred um right. They don't mention George Romero's name, though. They mentioned the guy who made the movie. Um, right. Although John A. Russo, who was involved in that movie, was uh, was one of the uh, credited as a story by on this film, which I thought was kind of cute. Um, Especially but, since I've read I've read the novel that was this that he turned into the script that turned into this, and it's it's there's nothing. It's yeah. It was, they bought they bought him out and gave him a credit. Yeah, yeah. I read I read. Um, yeah, he wrote. Well, yeah, I guess he wrote 
uh, from what I read that last night that he wrote a book uh, called Return of the Living Dead that has like nothing to do with the movie. And then he wrote a novelization of the movie. Right. Um, and uh, but they're two entirely different books. And they yeah, it's not they, at all confusing. Yeah. And the and the novelization um, adds more stuff to the movie that really doesn't need to be there. Right. And uh, I love that he had a whole background on um, Tom Matthews character in the novel. And I was like, we don't we don't need that. Like, no. You know, the, the, the punks are driving around in the car and they're like, why did he get a job? I don't know. He wanted money. Thank you. Right. That's all we really need. Yeah. What um, a dick, they say. <laughs> yeah. What a dick. Yeah. Who gets a job? Right. Um, and uh, which again, let's do is that's like my favorite character in the movie. I mean, like, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, the premise is basically uh, 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 no good street punk. Uh, Eddie uh, is apparently no longer a no good street punk and he gets a job right. at a medical supply warehouse. Uh, Frank is uh, the guy who's training him, tells him that Night of the Living Dead was a true story. He goes down. We've got a couple of corpses in the basement in some tanks. Um right. In one of my favorite um, favorite little comedy moments, uh, Frank says, no, wait, these things don't leak. They're made in the good old USA. He taps it, the damn thing yeah. leaks. <laughs> um, and, um, and, uh, and basically at the same time, Eddie's old gang are driving around uh, looking for trouble. Freddie? Freddie, yeah. Wait, what did I say? Eddie. Oh, okay. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I guess I did. Sorry. Eddie. All right. Oh, that's all right. Um, I'll probably make that mistake 14 more times. Right, right. Episode, honestly. But yeah, uh, Freddie, uh, but uh, his old gang run around up to no good. The gas ends up getting into the atmosphere. Zombies occur. Everyone's screwed. Um, right. This is one of the shoutingest movies in the 80s, I think. This is... I was I was noting that I when I watched that slide I'm like this movie is really really noisy and it's like I kind of dig it. It's like the Goonies and in, in that, that way where everybody's after a certain point just shout acting at each other, and it's good for the energy, but I think it it, it at times overwhelm can be overwhelming. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, it's funny that um, I've never actually been a fan of this movie. This is one of those rare occasions where. I like this movie more now than I did when I was younger. Um, right. And I didn't, um, I never really cared for it. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to bring up the, uh, some recent discourse on Twitter, but like people, there have been, somebody got to be the main character a couple of days ago by saying that horror comedies don't work right. and it caused everybody to go nuts. Um, and um, this is a horror comedy. And the thing is, is that while I think horror comedies work, they were never really my cup of tea, which is right. sort of like, I think what the guy in question was trying to say was like, I don't like badly. horror comedies. Right. Um, but uh, they were like, you know, but everybody was like, look, horror comp, there's, and there's some horror comedies I love, but right. I was, that never really been my thing. So Return of the Living Dead was always sort of like, you know, if I wanted to watch a zombie movie, I would just go watch Romero. Right. Um, this is our first zombie movie, I think. I don't think we've covered one. I mean, we did Demons, which is kind of iffy, you know. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess that's kind of a zombie movie, but I mean, Spooky's had zombies. Spooky's in it, had zombies. It was just a, it was just a mess of a movie. Not, not really a zombie movie. Yeah. Um, I've been watching this since since it came out on VHS. So mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know, eight maybe when eight or nine when I yeah. started watching this, and I just loved the, loved the raw energy of it. Um, mm-hmm. it, it was to the point where the first few years I would watch, I don't think I even 
up on the comedy or the uh, the satire because you know dumb little kids don't really know that you can blend genres, right? Uh, or 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 the occasional person on Twitter, yeah. <laughs> I suppose as well. Um, but yeah, so this this alongside Day of the Dead was like they were the first two zombie movies I really saw, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of a stark comparison between the two, I think. Although they're both pretty pretty nihilistic. Yeah, uh, that's actually one of the things that I think impressed me with this particular film was um, uh, how uh, existentially horrifying right. uh, everything is in this movie. Um, and uh, and the movie doesn't really shy away from it. Um, a thing I, thing I was noting this time around was uh, Tom Matthews and um, uh, James Karen, uh, who are slowly dying, um, turning right. into zombies in a very slow, uh, horrifying, painful way. Um, they are just shrieking <laughs> in pain oh, the, the whole, whole movie, and it's and uh, I've seen online. I was looking through stuff and being people kind of being like, you know, that James Karen's, you know, playing it up like kind of quote screaming like a girl and stuff like that. I'm like, actually, he's very much conveying the existential horror of slowly right. dying, um, right. or slowly um, turning. I I, yeah. I think there's some debate as to whether whether or not they die relatively quickly but just don't know it they don't know it yet yeah they're turning into zombies yeah but either way they're in horrifying pain right uh and uh it, it impressed it, it really impressed me that they were kind of like just absolutely going, going all in yeah and um both giving a lot of energy to the role and i was like everybody but people were like kind of talking about like that that kind of criticizing james karen for being like kind of not that manly and i'm like i don't know i'd probably be screaming too <laughs> right um you want to hear uh, womanly shrieking? I could probably, I could probably, you know, beat him at it uh, if yeah. I was in the same situation. That's for sure. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, uh, that's just weird. I hadn't heard the, uh, I hadn't heard that general criticism that it was unmanly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they were trying to say. I think they were trying to say cowardly, which is right. which is a character aspect. I mean, like the the point that a lot of them yeah. were making was the film kind of opens with uh, James Karen's character. Uh, kind of being like, oh yeah, I'm really, I'm a cool hip old guy and we're all right. tough here and I'm going to show you this cool thing. And then as soon as bad stuff starts to happen, he starts to panic. Right. But I'm like, yeah, so would yeah. I. Like, yeah, I mean, he's you know, a 50-year-old man working a warehouse job. I mean, he's not exactly, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know I, what you want. A captain of industry. Um, yeah. Not, well, to, just, yeah. not to disparage because I, I work a menial job as well, but both do and i try to act cool about it you know but yeah uh, yeah yeah it's uh yeah but i mean like i I feel like almost anybody would panic it's similar to um uh mark Patton talking about nightmare 2 right when he's like you know you you got freddy krueger coming at you with razor gloves and see how manly you behave um you know it's um you know it's it's a kind of a thing but it's something that i appreciate when a film kind of decides to go there and say like we're not going to have our characters stoically suffer. They're just going to shriek in pain for right. 90 minutes. Um, and uh, and that, I think, is just really, really interesting. It, it really conveys how in, in over their heads they are, too. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Because that, that's the one thing you want to say about this movie is that nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. No. Um, and everything they try to do just makes it exponentially worse. Yes. Um, yeah. So I think the shrieking and and 
and the screaming of you know especially um, Frank and Freddie are is is great because in a way now that you mentioned it like this that would be like the barber role in Night of the Living Dead like you know where you're just useless yes and that's usually written as as a as a female role back in those days yeah um, sometimes today but it's getting a little better but still needs more work um so to give that to your leads is kind of kind of cool yeah in in a lot of ways yeah it's it's interesting to me because i was watching that what for a while i watched the movie like well who is actually the hero of this picture and i was like well i guess it's clue gulliger but um but yeah i mean it's sort of like you know i think you you put it perfectly that everybody's in over their head there is no hero here everybody's useless all they can do is just kind of just do whatever pops into their head and hope it works and right. none of it does. Um, but I mean, obviously this movie also immediately goes, goes to the trouble of saying the rules of night of the living dead no longer apply. Right. Um, I mean, like, well, in the movie, they destroy the brain. So they destroy the brain and like, it has a, that wonderful, like, you know, you got to hit the brain. Right. Uh, I hit the fucking brain. Uh, you know, and yeah. they're like, you mean the movie lied? Yeah, uh, right. you know, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's great uh, that they were like, okay, we we can't, and of course, the very memorable like cutting off the head. Uh, right. They're like, well, that didn't work either. Now we just have a headless zombie running around. Um, right. You know, everything they do is is the wrong thing, making it worse. And um, uh, of course, the but the, there yeah, is no right thing. I don't think there is any right thing they uh, could do. In, I in think there was one, which is yeah. uh, which is of course the 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 kind of uh, inevitability of the corporate mindset always getting in the way of a zombie picture which was i think uh is freddie actually does say call the number on the tank right right and they're like no yeah. um that it's actually likely that if they had they what they had at that point was two guys exposed to the to the fog and like mm-hmm. one zombie in a closet right uh if they had called the number on the thing the army probably could have quarantined it and taking yeah, care of it it's possible but but um or they just found uh, the shit out of it right but, right back to the ending you know well i mean probably not because uh, they make specific, at the end of the movie they make specific notion of how many there are right. um that i think that if they had called the number at the beginning i think the idea is that they they would have been able to take care of it without anyone dying but because bert uh says it's definitely their best shot at it yeah yeah bert says well no they'll they'll uh, i'll be liable like you know, right. I, my, yeah. my, I'll lose my business. They're like, okay. Um, they're like, yeah, okay. We, we'll take care of this ourselves. Um, which is, of course, a very masculine, uh, capitalistic way of looking right. at the problem. Is I'll take care of this myself. Um, and of course, they're completely incapable of doing so. And then immediately, the things get worse. Um, uh, and uh, actually, I think the character that has it most together is uh, one of the weirder characters, which is um, uh, Ernie. Ernie. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ernie has some pretty smart stuff in this movie, but uh, there's something going on. There's a lot. Uh, he goes into a lot of character work, I think, that mm-hmm. never gets fleshed out. Um, and it, because there's no there's no point to fleshing it out. But he's <laughs> right. doing I, he's performing a lot of stuff that I'm kind of like. Who were you, Ernie, before right. this movie began? Because he's, well, he's a more strongly it's strongly implied that he's, he was a Nazi. I mean, yes, yeah, an ex-military at least, yeah, right. and, and probably a fascist. But yeah, he's he's carrying a gun. 
right as a mortician which is a little odd um, well they're not in the best neighborhood i mean yeah they're in they're in essentially like you know a, a, a get robbed and die neighborhood i mean so i, yeah. I understand that yeah but he's carrying it in his mortuary I mean, right how many people are breaking into the mortuary to steal stuff from a mortician right you ever broken into a mortuary i have yeah but i didn't break in i dated a girl who was a uh an assistant uh ah. she was learning and um she actually had some friends over and she was like we're gonna go we're gonna go into the mortuary and i went i think that's a terrible idea <laughs> um and uh and but because uh, i'm like that that's how horror movies start like, that's a terrible right. plan like, why are you want to go in the mortuary after dark and she's like it's fine and we went in and uh she was actually responsible enough to not be like hey come you know, let's go look at a body or something. Right, was right. Like, you know, it was just sort of like wandering around the general area. Um, very nice inside, actually. Right. Most most are. Um, but um, yeah, we didn't even go down into like actual like embalming rooms or anything. But right. but anyway, I mean, it, it was a sort of like a, a thing like, you know, I guess somebody might want to come into a mortuary and poke around, but. Uh, well, I mean, it's also a funeral home. So, I mean, they're True. There could be there could be cash there. There could you know valuables to steal and resell. I don't I don't know. Maybe maybe. I think it's just because he's a weird guy. Uh, yeah, I mean yeah. partially it's just because a weird guy, but it's also I think just it's it's a very very bad name. Uh, I mean you've got the overgrown and disused looking cemetery. You've yeah. Got roving bands of punks hanging around. Um, yeah. Plenty of homeless people as well. Um, and I know in real life the area is like an industrial rundown area as well. So I mean that colors my thoughts on it. Sure. Yeah, I could see that. But, but yeah, those... like having it having a loaded gun in your in your waistband and in a mortuary is is a little excessive. Yeah. yeah. So this is America and it's Fourth of July. So you know who knows. Yeah, who knows? But yeah, he's <laughs> a, but yeah, I mean like but he just plays a lot of weird stuff, a lot of weird right. things like you know the uh i'll ask i'll ask a favor and it's right. very like kind of creepy where he's like yeah. you know and like you know clue's like wow well, uh, whatever you need uh you know right. uh clue clue mumbles i don't do a good clue gulager. No. um my clue gulager actually just just right there almost sounded a little bit too like jimmy stewart but uh right but uh yeah um, but yeah, Klug Williger is like, hey, uh, you know, yeah, whatever you want. The guy's like, okay, and like kind of stares at him. Like, right. Okay, you owe me yep. a favor. Yeah. And uh, it's like, wait, what, you know, what kind of favor do you want from the medical right. supply warehouse? Yeah, that's true. Okay. Um, you know, they might do it out of friendship. Well, okay. Uh, right. You know, but, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, they're actually, I think, while they're probably the most interesting and most fleshed out characters, I don't think they're anywhere near as interesting as those street punks right. who have very little to do in this movie, but as you mentioned, kind of scream, scream and die. Yeah. yeah. But they are so, uh, so unique, I think in so many ways uh, and right. leading to what is quite possibly one of the funniest moments in a horror film ever, which is the line of, Hey, can we get some light over here? Trash is about to take off her clothes again. <laughs> right. Um, I love that that concept of the idea that trash barely <laughs> routinely, so frequently. Yeah, yeah routinely takes off her clothes in public places uh because she just gets turned on by whatever 
Right. Uh, and so their response is to just <laughs> lean into it and enjoy themselves. Um, it's very funny. Um, and uh, and, and uh, one of the most uh, famous, it's probably the thing this movie is most famous for. Is the cemetery dance? Yeah, Linnea Quigley's naked cemetery dance. Oh, she's wearing leg warmers, but that's all she's wearing. Right. Um, it's completely naked. And um, uh, from what I understand, it was cut down significantly right. to avoid uh, 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 an, an X-rating. X-rating pain. And uh, she's wearing a um, uh, like a fake crotch. Uh, yeah, like a yeah, like a um, I don't know, like a merkin, but without the hair. <laughs> yeah, she's wearing like a fake, like a fake crotch apparatus, so that you don't right. see her actual hoo ha, but uh, or bajingo. Yeah, because originally they just had her doing it, you know, nude, and the you know the producer freaked out because you could see her pubic hair, and then their their solution was to shave it, and he's like, that's that's, that's actually worse. Worse, yeah. <laughs> um, you can see everything now. Yeah, yeah. Um, um but yeah the uh it, it's a great moment uh of course uh Linnea quickly would uh she was already was she already popular before this movie i can't um, remember this was like i think around Early the time that she that she became popular i think this really broke her as a scream queen yeah because i think before this the only really big one she was in was uh silent night deadly night oh yeah um, that's right and yeah. that was that was a pretty uh, iconic scene um, yes. for her and nothing else really. But um, well, yeah. being impaled on antlers is pretty cool. But I think uh, yeah. most people are watching it for different reasons, uh, myself included, as an adolescent. Yeah, yeah. And this scene made a man out of uh, a lot of people, I think, as well, or a woman. Yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting. It's also um, subverted in the sense that she ends up becoming a naked zombie and like right. it becomes very not sexy at all. Yeah, um, but God, I really um, feel for watching this movie nowadays because, like, that's just that seems miserable. Yeah, they're they're filming at night with you know rain oh, machines yeah. that are always. If, if you've ever listened to any movie where they've used a rain machine, the one complaint they always have is that the water is freezing cold. Yeah, all yeah. the time. Most so, water work uh, usually ends up being cold. Yeah, right. So just to have her in that role in the rain the entire time you know with with nothing covering her basically that's like oh i feel for yeah especially these days like what I, was I it couldn't do that yeah what was it rod rodney eastman from nightmare 3 was saying in the documentary like i think they cast uh young actors for the reason why uh, all uh horror films focus mm-hmm. on young people is because they can take the abuse right uh i mean you, tina you tina had a lot of abuse as well i mean yeah. you know she she's running around and doing take after take know jumping into that big puddle at the end and yeah yeah a lot of a it looked like a very uncomfortable shoot i guess for everybody involved yeah i'm sure it was i mean i I think most of these things usually are um but um but yeah i mean like there's there's a lot of great humor in this movie and usually that type of thing tends to turn me off a little bit i i'm more of a uh uh, give me pain uh, right. kind of kind of viewer um, which is why we've talked about like kind of like when we do schlocky movies I'm kind of like it takes a lot for me to get into one because right. I'm more like give me give me human suffering you know give me uh, right. give me give me existential you know horror 
but uh, every once in a while, something does work. And, uh, and this time around, Return of the Living Dead really did work for me in that sense, because I was like, this is actually really kind of funny. Right. Um, uh, like I said, and I've alluded to it earlier, like Suicide's probably my favorite character, because I love the idea of like the big tough guy that like nobody likes. Right. And he's aware that no one likes him. He just and has, has the this, And he has this sort of existential breakdown. In right. the, it, well, well, trash is literally trying to bang him, and he's just like, you know, like, no one likes me, yeah. and I'm really upset about it. Uh, you know, you think this is a costume? This is, this a, is way a way of life. life. Um, uh, I, I quote that that line too many too many times. Yeah, uh, uh, usually in situations that don't really, really require it. <laughs> while the while Linnea, uh, naked Linnea quickly is rubbing herself all over him and like grabbing at his cross, right. he's just kind of like <laughs> just get off me. Care. Have yeah. some respect for the dead. Have some respect for the dead. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, or also, of course, the uh, uh, you know, in the car earlier when he's like, "You guys only call me when you need a ride," and they're like, "Why is that?" And he's like, well, "Because you're a spooky guy." <laughs> he actually right. turns around and grabs the guy. So it's yelling while they're like, driving. While they're driving, guy basically yeah. yeah, yeah, tell call me spooky again. Uh, and it's like, yeah, maybe this is why no one likes you. But right. uh, but I love the I love just everything about suicide. He's in the movie for like five minutes and then he gets killed. Right. But, um, it made me laugh a lot this time, uh, along with uh, uh, the trash line, which always makes me laugh. Uh, the uh, uh, get some light over here. Trash, take it off for closing. <laughs> right. Um, uh, and then basically there's very little of that stuff earlier. And then it just becomes zombie, zombie nightmare mash stuff for right. like the rest of the film. And, um, it's just, a, it's a really fascinating, it's just a really fun movie. Uh, it's, you mentioned like the energy of it, but, um, uh, the other thing is, like I said, I did allude to this earlier was the, the sort of existential idea with not only are these two main characters sort of suffering through this like really horrific transformation, but the zombies themselves are representing the idea that they are eating brains rather specifically because being dead hurts right and eating brains makes it stop uh there is no answer to that there is no uh there is no, no way to stop it uh they mentioned that basically these things cannot be killed well they're basically right? junkies i mean the yes they're junkies for brains and which I found ironic watching it this time through that, uh, you know, we have the setup with the, the punks wanting to party, but it's, you know, the zombies end up having the party. I mean, yeah. <laughs> they're the ones that get loud and out of control and raucous and uh, yeah. do a yeah. lot of drugs. And uh, yeah, I guess they don't have to worry about a hangover the next day, which is good, but well, um, they're constantly in, in hangover. In hang right. Yeah. Every five yeah. minutes, I guess. And that's what I mean is I love that I, I that I that really kind of connected with me this time. I was like, that's a pretty heavy, that's a pretty heavy shit. That's like Beetlejuice shit. Like, you know, when right. they're like, if you actually like think about Beetlejuice for a couple minutes and you realize how absolutely grim that movie is. Right. Um, this movie's another one that it's like, hey, we're having fun and we're making this raucous kind of crazy zombie film. But what really being suggested here is that this sucks. Right. For everyone involved. And um, and it doesn't want it, it while it's having fun with it. It doesn't shy away from that. I mean, even at the end of the film, like um, uh, uh, Ernie and uh, and and Tina are hiding from uh, Freddie in the attic. Right. And uh, Ernie has the gun pointed at her head, her head. 
Right. Because if he gets in, I'm going to do us both, um, you know, to make sure uh, we don't get eaten by zombies. That mm. is grim as fuck. You don't yeah. see that very but often. But at the same time, you have, you know, comedy happening where, you know, um, I don't know about you, but one of my favorite Bill Corbett bits is the, you know, the Debbie um, that the yeah. college girlfriend. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Routine. Debbie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what he's doing. Tina, you made me break off my whole hand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, but I love you. Yeah. Um, if for people who don't watch Rift Tracks or Mystery Science Theater, I guess you've lost there. But uh, yeah, yeah. Don't, if you don't... if you watch Mystery Science Theater, you're probably in the know. But yeah, right. like you know, Debbie, yeah. I punched the window in for you, baby. <laughs> baby. <laughs> I'm driving over there. No, Crow, Crow, you give me your keys. Oh, what am I saying? <laughs> right. Yeah, Crow, have you ever considered a uh, a fantasy where you're happy and successful? No, I prefer the Debbie one. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah uh my favorite i mean it's basically essentially the same scene happening here at the end you know yeah 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 uh my favorite my favorite bill corbett bit is uh what's happening but uh you know every time somebody right. knows what's happening but yeah the uh, i think it happens in, uh, a couple of times in this movie where people yell what's happening and every right. time I, every time i go <laughs> But yeah, it's um, but yeah, that's what. Uh, yeah, at the same time, at that, I mean, you know, you you do still have some comedy as well of um, the unlikely pairing of um, uh, at that point we're pretty much down to Bert and um, Tina. Uh, uh, no, Bert and uh, 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 Spider. Oh right, right. Are working together pretty heavily, and those two characters have nothing in common, uh, and it's it is sort of funny but also like uh, spiders yelling at Bert for kind of being a coward but I think he's in the I think he was probably in the right but uh, yeah uh, and Ernie actually says it is he's in the right it's interesting that the the there's an interesting dichotomy there too of the older men are understanding uh, even even uh, even the contrast between uh, how, how things turn out for um, Frank and Freddie Mm-hmm. The elderly men sort of understand a certain idea of, of sacrifice either themselves or others, right? Uh, in the name of the greater good, where the young people are actually really surprisingly together for a bunch of street punks. They don't. They they're the the young people are don't leave anyone behind, right? The elderly guys, the older guys are like, oh no, we leave people behind if we have to, right? You know? um, we leave people behind. But I mean, obviously, Bert says we'll go get help. All right. But he's like, you know, they, they have that argument. They're going to go out and get the police car. Uh, they're going to pull the police car up to the door to get Ernie and uh, Tina into the car. Ernie's, right. Ernie's ankle gives out. Right. And uh, and basically they get in the car and realize that's not going to happen. Bert drives it away and Spider's really upset, calling him a coward. And Bert's like, we're going to send back help. And it, in the in the same conversations happening in the mortuary mm-hmm. where Tina says they left us and, and Ernie right. says they had to um i get yeah. that i understand that um and bert will send back help but it's right. it, but then you also have that contrast like i said about frank and freddie where frank uh, uh freddie goes full zombie right frank decides to immolate himself uh mm-hmm. in a scene that i felt like they could have they should have gone farther with but um it's still moving like him taking right. the weathering off and you know kissing on the thing yep. he, he kneels down 
I feel like like a, a little bit of music over that would have worked better. I thought I remembered that having um, a kind of overly sentimental uh, musical bit in there, mm-hmm. but it's not there. Oh. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure which version you watch, but there is a version um, for a while. You know, it was hard to get the original soundtrack with the yeah. movie. Yeah. Because um, I during that scene they they play the instrumental and then so intro and then part of um, uh, Burn the Flame by Rocky Erickson. It goes I like, think, doo, 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 doo. you know, it's. Oh, it's, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if they I don't know if they took that off in the version that's on Tubi or whatever. Yeah, or, they, might, they might have. I, I read there was some other there, there have been other changes over the years yeah. to the film. Um, uh, I like guess for the, a while, they wouldn't release on DVD at all. Um, yeah because the rights issues and so you know because you either have to pay for the rights issues on blu-ray or dvd because back in the 80s they didn't you know think about future formats right. um, or you have to pay to get temp music put in you know which will be close but not that so it's either way you have to pay some money to get that done yeah so yeah i and, guess the song uh the song linnea quickly dances to was different Oh, okay. The original version, I guess, to the one right. that's out now. Um, I read that. I read. Um, well, I know uh, that she danced to something different on set than they did used in the movie, but. Um, yeah, but I think Blu-ray even has the, the original has the original soundtrack. Ah, so yeah, I think I read that the that there are other other songs that right. play in other versions. Um, yeah, and I there, know that there they, are because of rights issues. Yeah. Yeah, and then I know that they changed. Um, uh the tar baby zombie has a deeper voice in later releases that's what i read that apparently you originally had this very high-pitched uh kind of voice and then it was uh, and then they said that the uh the uh send more cops line Mm -hmm. was changed to similar paramedics well no they Uh, do both they do both plans in the movie yeah but i guess the voice was changed or something oh okay um, yeah, but I guess it was, it was redubbed for later right. releases. Um, one of those weird things, I guess, that happens with film. But yeah. um, but with everybody saying that the original is better, but that's um, which may or may not be true. I I, I don't know. I don't have right. the ability to compare them at the moment. But no. um, but yeah, I mean, which is another great line. Uh, I love that the zombies uh, that the zombies even say that. Um, you know. Send more paramedics. Right. Send more cops. It's like they're ordering pizza. You know. Yeah. They're... Yeah. Um, uh, this is the only talking zombie I can ever right. I can think of. No other zombies speak. Um, and ironically, interestingly enough, even when Rift Tracks did Night of the Living Dead, they were frequently going brains, brains. That's right. part of the joke. Um, it's so iconic suddenly to zombies that they say brains. This movie the only right. movie that it happens in. Yeah. Zombies don't usually speak. In other films, we get we get like no. Bud from Day of the Dad. I guess he does a little talking, doesn't? He? Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He tries to to imitate um, Hello Aunt Alicia, um, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't call that talking. That's like when your dog tries to have a conversation. You go, yeah. rrr, 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 you know. Um, right. Yeah. This is this is the first uh, running zombies, pretty yeah. much. Um, I noted that too. Yeah. It's the origin of the brains thing. You know, um, I've really unless we're going you know really deep cut i can't think of anything you know that does have talking zombies in it Mm. um other than this uh certainly no uh 
fully functioning, you know, mentally acute zombies like this has. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they, they definitely function a lot better in this movie than they do in any other. Um, it's also, I think, uh, one of the very first, like, people, like, actually crawling out of the graveyard movies, right. too. Um, most zombie films usually are, uh, are based around the idea of infection. Right. Disease. Uh, this is, like, uh, literally the dead are just getting up and doing shit. And right. uh, regardless of regardless of level of decompensation, yeah. uh, you know, they I don't all- know which I don't know which came out first, this or uh, Thriller. Um because Thriller does the, the graveyard scene as well. Yeah. Uh, 85? This was, this was both 85, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, but, uh, this was August 16th, 1985, and I don't know when Thriller came out, but I I yeah. know that year between Thriller, this, I, I may have mentioned before that I think Thriller, the music video, um, tricked me into liking Michael Jackson for about five years. Um, well, Thriller was 82. <laughs> Oh, 82? Okay. Yeah. It was earlier. Yeah. Okay. So I must have just discovered um, discovered the Thriller video at around the same time. Yeah. And just assumed they're all the same. And there's some great Michael Jackson stuff. I mean, Michael right. Jackson, the, the, the music, the, Michael Jackson's music is, is actually pretty amazing. But yeah, he's actually really good. But, but yeah. Did I lose you? Nope. No, I'm oh. still here. I just, just kind of fluttered for a second. Uh, yeah, I mean, in this house, we 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 appreciate Michael Jackson's music. Maybe not Michael Jackson, right. but not not the person. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. But uh, I don't know. So, any final thoughts or? No, I think we covered it. I mean, I do think yeah. it's interesting. Um, this is kind of a light movie, so it's 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 hard to get too much yeah. into you know analysis. analysis. Yeah, right. I mean, it's it's a it's like I guess I think it's a it's a it's a deceptively existential film i think that right. you know there's a, it's it's enjoyable on a surface level i think that but you also if you wanted to double a little deeper there's something about um uh the way we deal with pain and suffering right um there's uh, i think with like a like with many films uh of this kind there's uh, there's some anti-capitalist uh counterculture oh, sure uh, stuff, you know, ultimately, uh, as we lose you, like the movie ends with the military literally nuking the, uh, right. the, the area, um, which is a very American response. Um, I love the idea that they're kind of saying that, like, you know, the president's going to be there mm-hmm. next <laughs> week and the zombies are going to attack. Right. Um, right. it's a very nihilistic film as well. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, Oh, I mean, before we, sorry, Daryl Hannah, I wanted to right. just kind of talk about Miguel Nunez. Um, oh, right. Uh, as Spider, who um, was in Friday the 13th, part five, as Demon, uh, which yeah. is one of my all time favorite horror movie scenes because it's so ridiculous. Speaking of Michael Jackson, right. you know, he's dressed as Michael Jackson, basically. So he's wearing the full getup, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and he has the, the death of the. the uh, um, he was at last year's uh, Living Dead Weekend, and he was he was a delight to meet. Um, was he? I. I didn't have the heart to ask him how many times that weekend he had to sing "Hey Baby." Oh, um, well, but, uh, yeah, I, I should have, but I didn't want to make him feel like I was asking him to do it again as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, he was him and Tom Matthews both were delightful um, to meet at that. And oh yeah, sorry, you met, I remember you mentioning you met Tom Matthews and that he was very nice and yeah, uh, yeah, told some stories and stuff about things. Right. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Tom Matthews was in a lot of stuff around this time too. He was in, yeah. he's a friend of the 13th alumni as well. He was in, uh, right. He was part six. Yeah. He yep. was the, the, the same Tommy, uh, same Tommy Jarvis. Right. In part six. But yeah, the, oh, uh, as sane as you can get. Yeah. Well, the, uh, if the, uh, I, I, I spent the last two movies trying to kill people and now I feel right. better. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, that, the create the sane uh, Tommy Jarvis. But yeah, I mean, I love Miguel Nunez in in this, um, and uh, and I, and of course in Friday the Thirteenth Part Five, and so I mean, before we, I didn't want to sorry Daryl Hannah because I think right. he's she's terrific. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like it's always, and I, I mean, I'm glad, I'm almost glad I didn't go to that place. I almost certainly would have sang "Ooh Baby Adam," uh, <laughs> right? You know, ooh baby, ooh yeah, baby, baby, ooh baby, ooh, baby. Okay, okay, but um. Yeah. Ooh, baby. But yeah, it's um, it's, it's just wonderful. To get this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's I think that about wraps it up. I mean, I think it's a yep. great. Uh, it's uh, it's a really fun movie. I think it's got a lot of energy. Um, which do you prefer, uh, this or Day of the Dead? Oh, I mean, I haven't seen Day of the Dead in a long, long time. Uh, I think this. Um, yeah. Day of the Dead uh, is is a little too slow for my taste. Right. Uh, this is definitely the the more fun movie. It's definitely a yeah. Put it on when you're having a party movie, and that there's not a lot. There's not enough horror movies like that um, where you can just like watch it with a big group of people, and yeah. not because not because it's so terrible that you're all you know snarking at it. Yeah. Um, but because it's a genuinely fun movie. Yeah, it's definitely um, a crowd pleaser. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's definitely that kind of movie. Uh, I think that, and I think that often is why you get a lot of people um, really pining for the eighties, right? Uh, with horror fans being like, the nineteen eighties were the best because that it had stuff it like made a that. lot of them. Yeah, yeah, uh, it had a lot of stuff that was kind of like you can watch this as a group and it's a lot of fun and it's it's uh, you know it's all uh, you know tits and blood right. and uh, you know. Uh, Although there's not a lot of gore in this movie, is there? I don't remember there being a. a con- there's there's a couple some, of little, some yeah yeah. There's I mean some the, gags, the two but... wi- yeah the two big ones are uh, are when they bite Suicide's head and when they bite Scuzz's head. Um, yeah, because those those were the big gore effects for the film because most of their most of their work went into the zombies and the Tar Man, which we yeah. never even spoke about. Um, yeah how yeah. great that performance is is the tar man uh yeah. alan troutman yeah uh with a uh uh animatronic face right right yeah his face yeah. was animatronic but the rest was just him you know being a a puppeteer and and former that you know he knew how, to, how yeah. to control his body um he was doing doug jones work here uh, yeah doug jones yeah. level work i should say yeah, you could. It's it's interesting because I think you could look at the tar the tar man zombie and assume it's just a big puppet, right? Um, but it's actually a guy moving around, and it's actually it's a really really solid image, uh, yeah. quite possibly the most famous image in this film. Uh, right. It's probably and one between, of the one of the most famous zombies. I mean, I yes. think yeah. Um, and um, yeah, the it's uh, I think it's this and the um, uh, the woman, the brains woman. Right. They strapped to the table. Those are the yeah. two most memorable images, I think, in this film. And um, and it's it's interesting that they're both zombies, uh, which is actually something you don't. Most zombie films, you don't remember the zombie, right? You know, are you like, yeah, you, you they're yeah. just because they're just numbers, they're, right? 
they have to do, you know, 57 zombies for this one scene and 112 for the next, you're not going to get the time to do a lot of these, you know, really unique and memorable um, effects. But yeah. this, this movie has two of them. Two of, yeah, like they, you said, two they, of the all-time. Best. Yeah, they used they used two zombies as basic as major set pieces, uh, right. which is and major images that are. It's really uh, it really does kind of elevate this film. I think a little bit beyond the standard uh, swarms of zombies attacking right. people. You know, um, but yeah, it's got some good character work. Uh, you know, uh, it, it's always it's usually fun to see Clue Gulliger kind of like yell at people. Right. You know, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just a fun movie. And of course it, uh, it takes place on 4th of July yeah. and, uh, or the night of night of Jan- of July 3rd. Right. Um, but, uh, um, the, the bombing is the only thing that really takes place on 4th of July. It takes place the night before mostly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 4th of July at 5. AM. They, right. they launch a nuke. Um, but yeah, it's, but yeah, it's a fun movie. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun. Um, I don't know. I don't think I have really have anything else because it's just, you know, it's a crowd pleaser. It's just. Yeah. Back to front, front to back. Uh, acting and, and fun. It's a fun movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, if that's the case, then we'll, uh, then we'll, uh, we'll wrap things up. Um, I would want to say again, thank you for listening. Um, I know this episode we spent a little bit more uh, more energy on our on the intro than the talking about the movie itself, but uh, right. um, it's uh, it's a time that uh, that is something of a requirement, and uh, I try not to get yeah. too speechy, but uh, but, um, but this I, is very I, important to both of us. You know, yeah, it's... yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's become kind of a running joke among myself that I, I make speeches, <laughs> but, um, you know, I, uh, I try not to. And, um, right. but yeah, I mean, so, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's important to reiterate, uh, you can check out, uh, Jamie Alvey's, uh, Twitter account, you, uh, Jamie A. Writes, uh, you can check out abortionfunds.org and donate, uh, to help, uh, keep, uh, women's, uh, right. health rights and people's health rights, um, uh, as, as, legal as they can be at this right. stage um, and they also help they, they also help women you know actually literally you know go and get them uh, yes as, as, you know yeah, yeah. it's and not just we i know myself i always have to tell myself not to you know come at all these problems as a strictly like you know philosophical problem but this because this is you know real rubber beats the roads nuts and bolts you know yeah a terrible thing that's happening Absolutely. And it's not going to get better anytime soon. No, no. And, um, and it so, affects a lot of people. Uh, and yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll remind everybody that you can, uh, there is stuff you can do. And um, uh, it, it uh, doesn't feel that uh, sexy or dramatic, but uh, it helps. There are things you mm-hmm. can do to try and uh, to try and fight back. Um, and uh, so we'll say thank you for listening. Um, uh, happy 4th of July, such as it is. Um, enjoy your long weekend if you get one. Um, but, uh, and, uh, we'll say that, uh, remind you to keep it positive, keep it constructive, love yourself, love your fellow horror fans. Um, and we'll, uh, we'll see you next week and, uh, thank you very much. Good night. And you mean the movie lied? Mm-hmm.